Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Flames Nation Radio, episode 69. Nice. As always, we're brought to you by the lovely people at Oak Clear Distillery, the makers of Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, Shane, it's we're recording this before the Calgary Flames embark upon their final two games for the All-Star break. They have games Thursday evening at home against the Chicago. lowly Chicago Blackhawks, and then they hop on a plane and head to the Emerald City to play the Seattle Kraken, uh, was- who are the playoff-bound Seattle Kraken because hockey is beautiful and it'll I'll say this it's gonna be fun to see playoff games in Seattle as always Flames Nation Radio is Shane Stevenson Ryan Pike from FlamesNation.ca uh we are excited to be here because there's a lot to talk about Shane we're uh as we're recording this the Flames as we mentioned have played 48 games they are playing games 49 and 50 before the All-Star break and then we're off for a week because there's no hockey and I'm going to be in Hawaii, and I don't want to have to figure out time zones. So Shane and I won't talk to each other for two weeks. So right now, we're going to talk about our feelings, specifically our feelings about the Calgary Flames. We've done this before, sort of a, for lack of a better term, a state of the union, uh, state of the team kind of thing. Good phrase. Uh, I got and and yeah, the, uh, the, the, the conclusion we came up with in our earlier discussions was, we'll see, because... Early on, the Flames were sort of a, a team defined in a lot of ways by their, for lack of a better term, internal contradictions. Uh, but Shane, Shane, uh, every game day, except for the game days where he's insanely busy, uh, does the bets of the day. So that means 95% of the time he does the bets of the day because he's always busy, but never has too much done to go to carve out time for the bets of the day. I have, I have time to be a degenerate a sometimes, you so, know, a little gambling, you know. Shane, Shane, Shane has, has oft mentioned in his bets of the day column and in this space where we litigate his choices and berate him for making the choices he made in those columns. It's, it's fair. Uh, 30 it's fair. games is usually the what the hell are they cut off. Mm-hmm. And we're at 48 now. And for the most part, the Flames have proven to be a high shot volume team. Uh, if you are someone who go who wants to look for value in your in your betting, like say you don't necessarily want to do you know a big dollar bet, but you want to make bits and pieces of money and sort of gradually build it up. If you had said to yourself, "Well, I'm going to bet that they're going to, I'm going to bet the over bet the or whatever shot shot prop." Just bet the nightly shot prop. 
on Calgary and you probably a 48. I, I'm, this is just speculating. I'm not going to go back and look at each game, but, and what the odds were, but well, I bet yeah. you probably hit the prop on 40 could, out of 48. And you could do the same thing for a lot of the times with, and we're going to pick on the flames a little bit here. Uh, it's out of love, but also kind of a bit out of frustration. We're going to pick on them a little bit. And the one thing I would also add to that chain, if you were betting the over on the shot prop for the flames, you'd probably do okay. And if you were going to be betting the over on the goalie saves for whoever the starting goalie is for the opposition, because the Flames put a lot of rubber on on net, and yeah, if you look at nice. if you look at yeah. the if you look at the 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 nice data viz done by people at Hockey Viz and other places, uh, the heat maps, uh, our friends at Natural Stat Trick for every Flames game, every game in general, they're very good at mapping shot location data from the league, uh, but. If you look at the the heat maps of where the flame scoring chances and shots come from, uh, they are getting to the middle of the ice with less frequency than they did before. They're still getting there. It's not like they have no high danger chances. And more often than not, I'd say they're a pretty effective team at suppressing the other teams. I, I believe in the last uh, data we looked at, the flames are, I think, top five in the league or thereabouts at not allowing high danger chances. And they're about average in the league from last I checked about average at generating high danger chances. Last year, they were way above average. They were an elite suppression team last year and they were an elite uh, high danger generation team last year. And granted, they had the personnel to do it. But when you take away Sean Monahan, who, uh, one of the reasons why his body got so goddamn beat to hell was that he was one of the guys that go to the blue paint. There's a reason they call it the high rent district because you pay with your body. Uh, You lose a Matthew Kachuk, you, you know, uh, and you put a lot more of the go to the front of the net kind of responsibilities on guys like Manjupani uh, and Nazem Kadri. Especially Manjupani. Especially uh, Manjupani. I think the two guys with that in their DNA are those two guys. And, you know, it's it's harder to do. It's harder to do. And especially, you know, Majapani's line, they've been really good lately. I think the last I, – I, I chatted with uh, with Majapani after the uh, the Flames win over the Columbus Blue Jackets on Monday. And Majapani was really good in that game. He had three points. Majapani has been really good the last month or so. He has, I believe uh, – I have a tab open that will tell me this. Manjapani is one of the Flames better uh, everything in the last little while. Uh, he, since January 1st, uh, he has a 65% expected goals uh, percentage, which means basically uh, based on the quality of chances, volume, location, etc., 65% of the of the pucks uh, or the of the of the goals you would expect to have would go into the other team's net. So realistically, you expect the the Flames to outscore the other team. Uh, you know, two one. That's sixty five percent, right? Around there, three two maybe. Yeah, yeah three two two one, something like that. Yeah. So ba- essentially, best guys in the team, you would expect them to be dominating the other team, and so yeah, it'd be the guys you'd think of. But the the Flames have had some challenges. If you look at if you look at their expected goals metrics, uh, I, I'm I'm a natural stat trick guy. Shane's uh, very much. Uh, I'm uh, very much everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere. He he just he doesn't care where he gets his data from. I, I'm, no, a, I I'm a loyalist. Like I love my NST. I do care. I want all three. 
I don't want just one input. Well, because you can get If I could actually, if I could get Greg Munson's, Dominic Lasession's, uh, Michael McCurdy's, if I could have all of their info just at my will, I would constantly check it nonstop against each other like, <clears throat> till till the end of time. Manny Elk in Corsica is still my 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 grandfather. That's my that's my old old school nerd. Ah, uh, Manny coming in. I miss him. He works for the Mariners now, so <laughs> that's kind of cool. But yeah, so so that's a long way of saying like you know all season. The watchword of the Flames has been they get a lot of shots. They don't give up a lot. They're having trouble scoring goals. And if you look broadly speaking, like we were talking, this is this is our uh, our organic betting segment brought to you by Betway. Uh, but specifically in terms of gambling, the reason I'd be like the I, Shane Shane, if there's one type of bet Shane's taken it in the teeth on, he's done really well in recommending shot props and goalie save props for the opposition, especially. Flames win props are frustrating because yeah, makes me like, so mad, man. because it, it's the randomness of the game. Like say we talk a lot about the, the shape of the team where the flames are always, I, I say this, the flames in the first two weeks, three weeks of the season, they often kind of sort of look like the team that we saw the year before in terms of the shape of their game, guys being where they're supposed to be and doing things they're supposed to be doing uh, you know, very at, at its core, the flames play a system that needs five guys moving as a group of five doing things as a group of five yeah, to work. Everywhere. And first three weeks of the season, it, it looked occasionally like, you know, good yeah, guys doing stuff like they're sort of in the right alignment, but it's sort of five guys doing five different things, but sort of in the right alignment. And when the flames really, I'd say that their game really clicked. Uh, I've been using December 1st as my, okay, this is the real Flames type of day because they lost the Montreal Canadiens. That was the game. That was the what we affectionately call the I suck at hockey game from yeah, Jacob Markstrom. He, he, he made his whoopsie 30 seconds into the game and the Flames were chasing the rest of the way. And the Flames just, for lack of a better term, kids, cover your ears. They beat the shit out of Montreal. Montreal was bad that game. The only thing Montreal did that was good was they kept the Flames the outside. They... You know, Jake Allen faced a ton of shots, I think 40 or 41. And Montreal did a very capable job of just keeping bodies to the outside for the most part. And that's why Jake Allen was able to make the saves he'd made because he didn't really have his eyes taken away. There weren't a lot of tips and redirects and guys crossing his field division, all the all the tips and tricks that you go, ooh, that, that'd be tough on the goalie. They didn't make it tough on the goalie. So you know, but December first, since then, they've played a lot of hockey. Since December first. I have this in my rundown. Since December 1st, the Flames are, they have a 56% expected goals percentage uh, at 5 on 5. That's second in the league. Uh, they are 13, 7, and 6 in 26 games. So they've won half of the games. Uh, they're 13th in points percentage since December 1st, which is good. I mean, uh, even if you even if you carve it down just to January 1st, like the last uh, three and a half weeks, they're 5, 3, and 2. Again, they've won half their games and they've, got, they've gotten you know more than half the points. They're 14th points percentage there, uh, and their their uh, their expected goals percentage since January 1st is 55.4 percent. These are all both from from uh, natural stat tricks. So, regardless of if you want to say if they're the real Flames as of December 1st, if they say that they're second in terms of doing things with the puck that keep wow. the puck going in the right direction. For, if you for consistency, just for consistency, I'm using Evolving Hockey. I have it open right now. 
Uh, they're second in the league for expected goals in the exact same time frame, 55.76. So the point yeah. difference. They're really close. They're really close. So, so they, they, they usually ex- they are. expected so goals just, models use sort of a lack of better term, a different secret sauce. The, 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 the thing that's proprietary for all these groups uh, involving hockey, natural stat trick, uh, money puck, et cetera, they all sort of use a different kind of special sauce for expected goals. But the, if you're yeah. a Flames fan going, please tell me they're good. The best thing we can tell you is every single major analyst body, every metric they have, everyone's different version of expected goals says the Flames are really good at generating expected goals. The other thing they say is they're not very good at burying their – turning their expected goals into regular goals. Similarly, they are – I believe uh, if you look at the shooting percentage – Flames are shooting uh, just under 8% since December 1st, just over 8% since January 1st. That's not very high. It's bottom third in the league. Uh, their safe percentage uh, is really, really consistent. It's about 906, which again, five on five, it's bottom third in the league. Uh, part of it is, uh, you know, I, I made the comment, uh, I wrote a column on the site last week, which basically said that the Flames, you know, the Flames aren't outscoring their mistakes. Uh, the idea is that, you know, last year, Jacob Markstrom had a remarkably good year. And so when the Flames screwed up and they screwed up quite a bit, they're, they're a team who has the puck a lot. And when you have the puck a lot, you tend to have a lot of giveaways. That's the stat I hate the most, by the way, is giveaways. I think giveaways is such a BS stat, if only because it punishes teams for having the puck a lot. So I, I, and honestly, like, you know, you, I feel, I, I don't, I'm not going to rag. I know a lot of the people who, who are the, the data guys for the NHL who, who log the stuff in the saddle home. That's a, it's a thankless job. And B, I don't, if I'm sitting up in the press box, it's really difficult to figure out what the hell a giveaway and a takeaway is. Like if I overskate the puck and you pick it up, is that a giveaway or is that a takeaway? I don't know. Nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. You overskate the puck. But if I over, if I have it on my stick and then it rolls away from me, technically me, I gave it away. But to me, I didn't do it on giveaway purpose. is a direct pass, like a direct intent. Yeah, I would, I would say, I would say, takeaway when like, they literally took it from you. If like, you, like if Pavel Datsuk used to do that. If you, if, if I should get an assist on a goal you scored because of the beat putting the puck on on your stick and we're on different teams, that's a that's a giveaway. If I have <laughs> that's exactly, my stick, that's a giveaway. Yeah. Mean, like what, uh, like what? Like what? Noah did to uh, Steven Stamkos. That's a giveaway. Yeah, that's that's, that's a great giveaway. That's, yeah. that's the one guy you shouldn't put the puck there for, for what it's worth. Because that guy can. He, uh... that guy can do you remember the All Star? Uh, way off topic. Do you remember the All Star game where he took that slap shot from the red line and got it in? Yeah. God, it's just like so. Like as soon as that puck bounced out, I was in my head. I'm like anyone but ninety ones right there. Like like that's literally how I was like anyone but oh, okay. Hey. hey. <laughs> All I know is Walker Durer scored an identical looking goal from that basically the same spot the next game, which hockey's weird, guys. But yeah, I, I think the, the challenge is last season the Flames yeah, had a had better goaltending. They had the ability to outscore their 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 problems. Better and off. they also had the ability to outsave their problems. This year they're doing neither. This year they're still up on the metrics. Now I will put a damper on the expected goals ratio a bit. Now, yeah, it's second. Uh, I'm with Pike. Since December 1st, if you go through Calgary's top three in every major metric of of play, on ice play, that's Corsi or expected goals, uh, everything. You could probably look at high danger chances. That uh, Evolving hockey doesn't have that publicly available. Natural stat trick should if you want to look for that, Pike. But high danger chances, they're, they're going to be a little low on. And that's where you can see that the Flames expected goals 
is inflated by taking so many chances because even though they're low, like low out perimeter chances, they still count towards your total expected goals for. And the percentage is just a ratio of the the cumulative quality you receive. So if you take a hundred shots worth 0.1 or 0.01, you're going to have 1.0 expected goals. If you take two shots worth 0.5, they're also going to have 1.0 expected goals. So like it can be weighted differently. And Calgary taking a lot of low percentage shots is going to raise their uh, ratio higher than it should be. That being said, they're still like, don't drop them down below 50. It's like a difference of maybe one, 2% of impact. And if you drop them one, if say you drop them 2%, their comparables are the Dallas stars, the Minnesota wild and the Winnipeg jets. So it's, it's not like they're playing bad, but I will put a slight damper on the expected goals thing uh, just because of the insane amount of low percentage shot volume that they're taking. Which is not a bad thing. While we're here, while we're here, that's a strategy. This would be. I'm gonna go. Let's do it January first, and let's do just looking at rates. So we'll we'll be able to compare them sort of uh, as uh, as as a group and sort of collectively. So uh, scoring, just 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 regular scoring chances. uh, Mm -hmm. Flames are at fifty four point four percent four in the month of January. Uh, yeah, that yeah. puts them fifth in the league on natural stat trick. Uh, scoring chances four per sixty. They are thirty point eight, which puts them uh, count really quickly. I think twelve. Yeah, it should be upper half, but it's the high danger one. The disparity between that because that's everything. Everything you take. And, and here's here here's an encouraging stat. Here's an encouraging stat. Uh, scoring chances against per sixty twenty five point eight. They're third in the league. Only Carolina and Edmonton allowed fewer. Which is good. Like that's as yeah. a, that's as a per sixty high danger chances though per sixty they are. Let me scroll down. Height percentage okay. they are at fifty two point nine, which is pretty good. That's top ten. That's okay. 10? It's just their tenth. Yeah. Uh, Grand chances high danger is four. Got to scroll down a bit. They're near the bottom of the league. They since January first they are two three four five six seventh worst in the league. I think that puts them 26th or 27th. That'd be 20, yeah, 26th. Uh, high danger chances against. They are the best in the league at not allowing them 9.69. This is the Cal- – I think high danger chances tells you this is the Calgary Flames in a nutshell. Yep. This is they are, what they are. They are a volume shooting team, but the strength is still defense. Like yeah. that's the thing. Their defense is a top five defensive structure in the league. They, they are this is why they've got so many loser points. Once what what the thing that's different between the Flames now and the Flames of October November is the Flames have become defensively more or less what we thought they'd be. They are a I I would I would say relative to the rest of the rest of relative to the rest of the league in terms of suppression they are elite or borderline elite. They are a very good with a capital V. Very good defensive team. They don't give up a lot. And the problem is they haven't gotten the goaltending. And so well, when they, when they when do they allow those do. high dangers, yeah. they, they end up behind the goalie sometimes. Yeah. Probably like, at a higher rate than you would expect them to. It, it's it's nuts that sometimes you'll mess up six singular times. Like six, you can, some, of the, some of the games you can go back and pinpoint six instances where they messed up, but three of them end up in the back of their net. Usually that should be one or two. Not three or four, like that, that's been happening. Some of the games, it's fun, like the Dallas game, for instance. Like that's just a game of a bunch of people, like a bunch of people getting low percentage goals from the point. Like, like 
in I in essence, you shouldn't get see more than one or two point goals a game. Like a shot from the blue line, even if deflected, those shouldn't happen more than once or twice a game. Shouldn't shouldn't. Here's, here's you're gonna get your you're gonna get your large volume in and around the net, which is one of the main reasons since Andrew Manjapani has been back with Backlund and Coleman, his attack of the crease himself, his ability to come out of the corner or drive the net has been a massive improvement to the Flames' quality chances. If without him on that line, he, he was kind of faltering with Kadri and whatnot. And I, I think the play. challenge is, and, and Andrew sort of mentioned this after the other game, just the idea that they're so good at attacking the puck carry in the D zone that they create havoc. Like the, the goal that uh, Majapani scored against Columbus was basically – you know, Coleman and Backlund chasing around Blue Jackets. And, you know, granted, all due respect to the Blue Jackets, they are not good defensively. They're they are, not good. They, they are a bakery. Hi, hi, you don't need to put a word after after not good. They it's, are a bakery for turnovers. Good. But, you know, give the Flames credit. I mean, they they sent their best forechecking line down with the game on the line and said, hey, you guys, go get us the puck. And they got on the puck and they scored a goal because – and you can make a case that a lot of the, the goals the Flames scored against Columbus were – Lamesy goals like there were you know guys getting chased down in the in the defensive zone by by a strong by a strong confident forecheck and you know defensemen disrupting attempted exits uh forwards stripping guys of pucks forwards with active sticks like a lot of things went well but i think if you look at you know the the broad strokes of it uh i mentioned this i was looking up stats as you were talking shane mm-hmm. the uh the Natural stat tra- tracks high danger shooting percentage and high danger save percentage. Yeah. High danger save percentage is the number of high danger shots that go in, and obviously that the opposite is the same for for saves. Um, so Flames are seventeenth in the NHL at high danger save percentage. Uh, that means they save about eighty three percent. I have the number in front. I have the number in front of me. Uh, 80, just over eighty three percent of their high danger chances against, which again seventeenth. It's not great. It's slightly below average. It's about average. They're an but average. They, they're they in terms of high danger chances. They've got an average goaltending shooting percentage. They are twenty seventh. They 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 convert on just eleven point seven percent of their high danger shooting their high danger chances. Uh, league average is about seventeen percent. That is the flames right there. That is that is the flames. They mm-hmm. like their their goaltending went from being elite last year to being. Middling. Average to slightly below average. Straight I think middling average. middling is the is the right term, and their their finishing is just not there. And we you know we're recording this. It is the twenty fifth of January. The trade deadline is on I believe March fifth. It's the first Friday in March. I think it's March fifth. And so people people you know the one of the more common the two the most common questions we've gotten outside of Oliver Shillington questions and wish you the best, Oliver. Uh, is hey, are the flames going to trade for so and so? And my cousin, <laughs> bless my bless his heart, my beautiful cousin, your Sharks fan me. cousin, he keeps te- texting me. He's like, so the flames going to get Timo, Timo, and I'm like, the flames don't have the cast face for Timo. Flames well, don't have money for that. Or, and I was, the- I was listening to Merrick today, and they're just like, no one's going to. They're like, no one's given. Like, he's a great player, but no one's given him a ten million dollar qualifying offer. So if someone trades for him, it's a rental, or yeah. you have to have a contract in place. And they yeah, were like, tr- Carolina is interested. And, so and Don I Waddell, think- they're like, unless Don Waddell can talk to him about a contract, like that's probably not happening. I, I think the big challenge, the ex, the elephant in the room is nobody has cap space for next year. Next no. year's gonna be a, an absolute shambles in terms of how well, we and and it was 
pre-planned so it would be the 10 million offer and then the cap was going to go up for for the Meyer contract to what it's worth it just the escrow didn't get paid back properly so they it's a delayed another year oh and the but it, i don't know if it's going Myers, to Myers Myers not quite what i want them to get i want them to get a crease crasher i want them to get someone whose predominant chances come from the blue paint like they're parked there that's what they're missing yeah. they have well, that and, and they i would, don't I would have argue it on any other lot i would argue the two things they need the <laughs> most Depends. are Another crease suppression guy, a guy to keep guys from getting to the loop paint in their own zone. Someone the, a little for, more effective than Michael Stone. I'm sorry, I'll say it. Someone a Stone, little more Stone's effective. A, Stone's Michael. a really good seven. And yeah. grand scheme of things, maybe in some playoff games you play with seven D. He's a he's got the shot. He's he can he can jump. He can bring you some energy. He might not be a guy you want to rely on for defensive responsibilities if someone's available. And obviously, you know we've. Vancouver being what Vancouver is, Luke Shen will always be a name that's attached to the Calgary Flames because Luke Shen just feels very Luke, flamesy. He's Luke Shen is going to go back to Tampa. I'll, I'll predict that right now. If I Tampa, think he goes. I think if he doesn't go to Tampa, he goes here. If he wants, like if Tampa wants him, they'll go get him because the, the thing about Tampa is they've got the pedigree and their cost cost means nothing to them right now. Cost means absolutely nothing. You want to get in a bidding war? Tampa will pay. Now they're out of first. They don't have a first round pick this year, but they have <laughs> seconds and thirds, and they can combine in prospects, and they will pay whatever it takes to get them if they want. If that's the guy, if, they want. if that's the guy they want. So, but he also, you have to admit though, he he also in terms of what he brings. If you're if 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 you're be, thinking if you're thinking guy. if you're thinking to yourself, man, if only the Flames had more Chris Tanevs on their team, Chen might well, be the most Tanevy. Like he's he's a poor man's Tanev. I was gonna say. <laughs> We have, we got the only other guy that I could compare to Tan Evan Weger. We got him. So yeah, and so like there's not there's not that many defensive. But but I get but, but but you know it's it's it's, it's, it's not like, about offense. It's about it's, safe puck retrievals and crease defense. That's what it's about. And and just safe simple transitions up the boards and and that's that's what he could provide in a third. But I'm, I'm really better. curious. I I cut you off. I'm really curious. You're talking about player types, like because the. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The types of defensive guys they need are very tan heavy, and there's like Luke Shen's the obvious one. Well, I'd, I'd offensively, like to... offensively, though, who yeah, are the types of guys that you want? Who are I the crease bashes? I want a winger. I gotta do more research on that, Pike. I, I've honestly, I'm to the point where I want them to be in it more clearly before we discuss buying. I don't think I they're don't going want, to be. I don't think I they're don't, going to be. I don't want to just buy. See, there's nine teams right now with over a 68% chance to make the Western Conference playoffs. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't add up, Pike. Nine I mean, teams with over a 68% chance. Now, it does. It, it, in the end, it does. But there's one team that's on the outside looking in. And it's one like, team it's right a game now, of musical chairs right now. We don't know who's going to be standing when the music ends. Well, that's just one bad losing streak of any of them nine teams, and they're the team on the back end trying to climb back in. So, like you, re- we're Calgary is lucky in essence to play Chicago next because that that can give them a chance to get three in a row, even though they lost to them in what is a top three worst game of the year for me, um, just because it was Chicago, <laughs> a caneless Chicago, which is a better defender for what it's worth. But I, I, I get it. But like. I don't want to pay for Josh Anderson, which they're not, they shouldn't do. But I, I want I, just don't, I, I want someone. I don't, I don't get how somebody with long-term cap implications fits. There's no one. I don't think there is. And so it's, it's going to be a rental. Beautiful thing, Pike, is there is a lot of teams trying to suck this year. And there, that's the beautiful thing. There, the pickings. It's not like there's three t- teams that suck outright, suck and aren't trying anymore. There's about ten to eleven, twelve teams that are in the Bedard sweepstakes right now, and they're closer to it. And honestly, the closer they get to the bottom of the standings, the better they'll be next year for it. Um, but that means they're sellers, and there's pieces on there that can. Now, a crease crasher doesn't necessarily have to be a big body. That that's that's my definition of it, though. I, what does the coach want? What does the coach want? Because there's no point going out and spending assets for a player that's going to sit on the bench, which they did with Ryan Carpenter last year. It was an insurance policy, but he, he got it a couple and games and then they I sat. Think the, I think the problem was like Ryan Carpenter didn't move the needle. No, and, well, no, he like, was never. Like, and never honestly, gonna be. If we're, if that's we're, not who if, he was. If we're honest here, I mean, you get you get Yaron Croke because you're hoping he can be a good third liner. And he was, he was, he was, hey, well, his, he was defensive fine. Metrics, his defensive metrics were what I was excited about. It was never about the offense for Yarncrook for me. Like, yeah. He could have done the 20, but it was the, okay, well, no, now you've got Lindholm Backlund, and now you can put out Yarncroke on the third line, and he has great defensive metrics. That that was that addition for me. This year, they don't have the high-end offense. If they do buy someone, they got to have someone that can get some goals. Tyler Toffoli's metrics near the crease are pretty bad. Mid space, fantastic, um, and I'm sure if some if the post was a millimeter bigger, he'd probably have another six seven goals. <laughs> but, if the if the post, I'd be I'd be curious if they can fit ever like I've seen yeah, just, I've seen some data. You ever seen like the, the 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 concepts online of like the angle posts where it's like instead of being rounded off, I have no idea how these would work because I think the problem is if you have like flat posts or angle posts. They're much more dangerous to run into. Oh, like, Matt, could you imagine? Remember when um, Oilers fans will remember this because they never let us live it down, but when McDavid hurt his knee. 
Yeah, and well, that, imagine was, that him was running that was, into a, a square, jagged-edged post on that. Yeah, like that was, and, and honestly, that's why that's why they ha- they they moved it moved to rounded stanchion glass yeah. near the near the boards because guys were getting decked into them. So it's way better to the the, the, the only the it's... only thing that ra- that that non-rounded posts would be good for is deflections of the puck off the post and then everything else that'd be a nightmare but if you if you watch the calgary flames put 50 something posts and crossbars over the course of the season you're looking at them going them being like a middle of the road offensive team you go how how much player safety do we really want here or how much weird goals do you want going in if all them goals went in, we'd be talking about how they're overperforming their offense. That's how that's how much like eight goals can make a difference. Even ten goals can make a difference. We'd be like, yeah. all right, well they're 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 a little high. So and, and again, again, we but we they, talk we we, we want we, like an extra goal a game. Is we talk we talk about the expected goals metric chain. Yeah, posts and especially where they're hitting the posts on the ice, like where they're shooting from, they're hitting the posts. Those are high danger chances. Like that's part of their. Very bad luck at burying well, high danger chances. Well, no. If you take a shot from the post from like the blue line and it doesn't hit touch or anything, and it hits the post, it's still a low danger chance, and it doesn't count. Uh, it counts. In they court. they they've hit a lot of posts from well, right around home plate. Well, it's the Lindholm thing. Like Lindholm's been great for what's worth. I'm not. He's actually. Uh, you should. All, everyone should go read Mike Gould's article about how he he's turned it into high gear because he has, but. He's not scoring from that little area that Chuck used to, and that's that's where they're not taking advantage of playing behind the net. They're they're really good at it. you said the forecheck, and they've been fantastic at it. Maybe one of the best things they have is they dump the puck and they don't rim it if they don't have if they don't have to. They try to direct it so it's gonna puck's gonna sit behind the net, and the forechecker races in, throws his body at the guy probably a little early every single time, but it's the NHL. You can get away with that usually. And they just separate puck from body and hope this, and then, and then where's the puck? Whack it up the boards. Don't care which direction because both F2 and F3 should be there on either board to pick it up. And if they're pressured, boom, back to the D. If the D are pressured, boom, we're going back down low. And you just go up and down the boards until you have possession with space. They do that really, really well. The thing they don't do is Kachuk used to get the puck in the corner between the side of the net and below the red line and the boards. And he used to just wait and wait and wait and let that winger get off the boards, which is usually Lindholm, winger, because it's F- F1, F2, F3 in the zone. It, positions are semi-relevant, not always. <laughs> Lindholm would come off the boards, and he'd be in wide open space. And Kachuk would just, boom, right on his tape, shoot it real quick. And they don't do that. They they haven't done that this year pretty much at all. They 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 get the puck up the boards because it's safer, safer, less turnovers. If someone who's usually first on the four check can figure that out and and really, but it's not just him. The winger needs to be able to come off the boards, but that gets rid of your safety net. You need your D man back there extra in case. So it's a few things. I'm pretty sure a lot of it's probably still unfamiliarity, which can still be happening 40, 50 games into a season, especially when you're playing with new people. But they need to get that back. That that alone could probably boost them three, four goals over a 10-game span. And that that could boost them four, yeah. five points. I'll, I'll, I'll also observe that they're really good at, I'd say, cycling the puck around the outside of the zone. The they're, best, they're the they're, best in the league at that. They're not as good at translating that into chances in home plate. 
No, that that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like they're too timid to break the board system. Like they're too timid to come off the board at some point and attack the net or open space and get open. And even if they do, the defender has to, the other guy has to pass that be willing to it's, make it's a system. It's a system that relies and, on possession and cycling and yeah. eventually hoping there's a lapse. There's a breakdown some, in the zone. Well, it's that or someone's got to take a risk. And like, if you're down a goal of someone's got, if you're it's three, two and it's late, you can't just sit on the wall. You have to eventually, if you need a goal in crunch time, you need to break the system a little bit. You need to have the wherewithal to be like, all right, Huberto's got it with space behind the net. I don't really want to sit on the wall, but that's the safety net. You know, the if I stand here and he's in trouble, he can dump it to me up the boards. And then I can win a battle or, or push it back to the D. It's a safety net. It's just about keeping the puck on your stick, not letting them have it. That's That's the first key. But they're not using that or they're not breaking it when they need to break it to get the better chances. Quite frankly, I just want them at this point to just get behind the net and then just curl around and shove it into his pads and create a scrub. Because that's, so, I'm not so, even being honestly, bad some of, If you look at some of the best chances they've gotten over the last six weeks yeah. have been they, – they puck carrier just instead of cycling around the board just says screw it and just throws it into the slot. How many of Kachuk's 40 goals were uh, because Gaudreau came in with speed, went behind the net, and then immediately come out front and try to tuck it in? And then there was a scramble, and Kachuk – being and I will say that till the day I die, he of the players I've watched since I've been writing, he's the smartest one, easily the best brain on him. Um, but he's he, 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 being, he being who Kachuk, Kachuk, Kachuk is my, the smartest. Not me, I'm yeah. not talking skill, I'm talking just brain power and knowing the game of hockey and where to be and where to get the bounces. That's Matthew Kachuk. I, I would argue he's a top 10 smart. Play, smartest player in the entire leagues, and he's proving that in Florida this year. Um, and I, I used to say that all the time in BTB. I'm like, no one else had the awareness to pick the puck up on the sideboard. And and the other thing is the the breakout there. No one. Dubé got a goal. Dubé got his goal because of this. He broke early. He broke up the boards early, and he got the cross crease pass. And then he was able to get behind the defender because he had the speed to do so and shoot. Now that was a good shot. And the goalie probably should have had it, but that's how he gets his goal. That's how he gets that uh, that goal. I think against uh, Columbus there, because because he, he used his speed to go up the board the same way Johnny used to, and they don't recognize that because they want to move as a unit. But that play only ever happened because Johnny had the wherewithal and the awareness to know that it was safe for him to break. Because if Kachuk couldn't make that pass across, he knew he was going back to Lindholm, and then he can just cut up in through the neutral zone and delay until they get up there. They the current flames don't have this awareness. These little plays, and, these little tiny things. The, they're the not something, they're not really something you can go across. out and buy. No, no. This is something they have to figure out for themselves. And those two smart, smart, smart players figured that out. And I think I think some of the flames' newer players don't want to divert from the system too much because they're trying to work yeah they're trying to be like all right you can trust me trust me you can trust me okay and and at some point they're gonna have to embrace their creativity at some spots someone's gonna eventually have to tell them it's okay too i I got two questions for you shane and they're kind of related okay first one's a softball kind of one okay how confident are you that the flames we've seen over the last either since january or since december 1st how confident are you that this is sort of what they are and this is kind of what we're going to see the remaining 30 some games? 
I think this is what they are, and I think this is a playoff team. I think I said it three weeks ago they were going to get better and better as the season went on, especially I think I said after the All-Star break, I think they really hit their stride. I still think that. I still think they're they're playing the kicker is they've been playing the great defensive hockey all year. And that that the defense is what's what's when it gets to crunch time and people start to panic, that's gonna be very helpful. So question two. What's your read on the Flames goaltending right now? I think you gotta write first of all, you gotta write Vladar. The guy, you got to write, you got to start at least giving him a game every two, every second game until the guy loses in regulation. I don't care if it's two or three goals, three, four goals against at a time. He, if you're not nine, oh, and three in your last 12 games, you should probably play the next one. Like, <laughs> it's just, and, and I get it. They're like, well, no, Mark Stone's a starter. And I'm like, and I think, I think they're doing a really good job at, with their high danger suppression so much so that that makes it easier for the goalies to rebound. And yeah, it's been under par, but if this is under par, if it gets even back to par for Markstrom, this, yeah, like, what are you going to do? I don't think we've seen a hot streak from the Flames goaltenders yet this year. If you, if the Flames only screw up six, seven times a game and Markstrom gets back to stopping, I don't know, six, five, six of them a game, all they need to do is score three. And they can do that. They can score three like no one's business. It's the fourth one that's the problem. <laughs> it's, it's, the fourth a, it's a 3-2 league or 3.5 to 2.6 where the hell Daryl Yeah, whatever expected. But I, 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 my read on the goaltending is it's fine. It's really good because if someone gets hurt, the guy that you call up is pretty good uh, by the metrics in the AHL. So I, I think Markstrom's got it in him. I I really want him to find it. It's starting to hurt my soul watching him struggle every now and then. I would, I but would, he it's it's creeping back though, Pike. Like he's I would say, really I would strong say, games lately. So the the Flames are sort of a borderline playoff team, in spite of their goaltending. Their goaltending did not get them to borderline playoffs. The goaltending has gotten them down, down to, to borderline playoffs, and that's an encouraging sign. Because as much as you want to be like, oh, the gold heading sinking them. Yes, yeah, it is in a way. But it's, but it's, it's, it's sunk them to eighth place. A, a gold heading uh-huh. tandem that behind a defensive group that was just as stingy a year ago, uh, they're they're playing behind a very strong defensive group. They don't see a lot of high danger chances. And they've had, in a sense, remarkably bad puck luck in terms of weird shit going in on them. And chances, you know, high danger chances going against them and low danger chances going against them. So you could argue that they are due for regression to the mean in terms of where they should be relative to where they are now. So yeah. I, I think that's a that's a very mathy way of saying I think they're due for a hot streak, especially I, I think especially Markstrom. I think they're due for a five to seven game win streak. Really, they are. Uh, they're getting, their underlying their underlines have been very solid. Yeah, and they're they're underlying solid. And, they, and here's the thing: they play. Other than the game against Nashville, which I was very disappointed in, it was a pretty bad effort. End of a road trip, but still, that it was, was it was the Columbus game of the other road trip where they get yeah. to the end and you're just like, ooh, they, they just were like, all right, right we've been on the road. And in and the, the to essence of the Flames schedule, it's a lot of home, a lot of away, a bit of home, a lot of away, and then ends with a bunch of home. It's it, it doesn't. It's better. There's just like an even swip swap, like. We, here's three, four games at home, three games on the road, five games at home, four games on the road. Like I, I think there's probably there's probably 32 teams in the league that think their schedule sucks. <laughs> that's fair. 
But no, I'm I agree with you completely. I think their goaltending is due for a hot streak, and I, it's just naturally going to come. It doesn't matter who's I, in. To me, Markstrom. Yeah, I want Vladar right now just because of the streak. Like just because it's the ride the hot hand. It's there. Uh, he's feeling it. Obviously, like, there's no way he's not in his head going, "All right, I got everything tonight. I'm nine zero and three in my last twelve. I got this. I got the boys." One goal. Goaltenders, goaltenders are. I think it's. I would say goaltending is the much more the much the most psychologically challenging position in the league because I, I forget who it was. I want to say Jacques Plante, but I might just be so one of the goaltenders. Uh, you might remember who said this. Uh, it's the only position in the world, the only job in the world where if you screw up, a red light goes off and twenty thousand people boo, and like that that's got to do a number on you. And I think you know Markstrom yeah. has been feeling it uh, of late in the negative way, and I think Ladar's been feeling it in the positive way, and I think. Hopefully some of Ladar's energy can rub off on Markstrom because they're going to need both of them. I, my big thing is, my big thing is I think the goaltending's based on the metrics and everything we see is bound for a rebound. My, I think the big question is still who's going to be scoring the goals because I think yeah. the challenge is they're, we're going to be, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be due for, and I think we've seen, and we're going to continue to see a lot of one, one goal games or two goal games or one goal games with an empty netter. I'm not predicting this will happen, but if it did happen, I wouldn't be shocked. And that's Andrew Mangiapane getting a goal every other game the rest of the way. Like, I'm not saying that that's he, going He's to definitely happen. generating that much. I'm def. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if it were to happen, I'd be like, yeah, he's been playing that well. And, and Backlund and Coleman and him together just is, is you have that like, that works. That is no matter what, when you put them on a graph together, they're as far top right, which is the, where you want to be as they could possibly be in every metric, any combined metric. Like this is a line that works perfectly together. And I know you might say, okay, I can use those pieces and we can spread it throughout the lineup. Don't do that. Just leave them together. It works. You start them every friggin' game. The one game you don't start them is the Nashville game that I was like, well, then, then they got, they spent the first, three and a half minutes in their own zone that game. And I'm like, that doesn't happen. Back on starts. It doesn't happen. The game could, the tone could be a little different. Um, but yeah, I, I, I if you want to know where the goals are coming from, I think manager Panny's going to get a bunch. I think the Lindholm's due for a few more. Uh, I think Toffoli's due for a few more. And there's one player. If he, if he shoots, Mr. Huberto could have a few more, but that's on him. He's got to figure that out. There's, there's, he passed, he passed off some golden opportunities those last three games, dead in the slot. And he's, Trying one last pass to Kadri, and I'm just like, just shoot it. Shoot I, could, it. Sh- I could shoot it, or just I could throw it to the back door that he might not know is coming. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Kadri wasn't ready for it. Like, and that's that's the. But if you make that pass, though, that's on, well, that's, it, that's on Sports Central. That's that's, that's, that's on that's, all the highlight shows. If that's Sam Bennett or Anthony Duclair that's going in because they know it's coming back. They know he's not. Those guys knew he wasn't going to shoot it. They were always ready to get the pass. And maybe that's what maybe that's what Kadri needs to do. Kadri just needs to always be ready to shoot the puck. And if you get it, don't give it back. Just shoot it. He he's not the guy that wants to shoot it. It's very obvious in his game that he does not want to shoot it. So when he does shoot it, when he does shoot it, no one's not even the goalie knows it's coming. Which is why was probably why he gets twenty goals a year. Because <laughs> it's like oh oh what what so. As we close to the finishing, or would you say heading into the All Star break, you are generally optimistic about the the team's playoff fortunes? I would say 
compared to those online, I'm fantastically more optimistic. I I come to the, I mean, until their playoff odds drop at a lot of places below 50%, I still think they're going to make it. And they have the easiest schedule and I all all the all the jizz and the jazz, but the way they're playing period state of the union was what we called this the way they're playing period defensively is what's going to get them in the, if if they get in is what's going to get them in. i i think it's going to go down to the very wire i think we're going to be here in the second week in april looking at the schedule and, and doing a lot of weird math because i i think they i think their goaltending's there yeah. i think their defense is there i think in t- depending on what they do at the trade deadline i still think they're going to have challenges scoring a lot of goals i think they'll score enough goals but you know, I, I think the, the the thing I the thing that makes me optimistic right now is they're very much the masters of their own destiny. Like if they beat the teams that they need to beat, they don't need to get much help. They no. and they're, they're just, this is this is this is the this is the old fashioned thing where you don't need if you're being chased by the bear, you don't need to be the fastest. You just need to not be the slowest, and that's how it is. Like there's there's a bunch of teams. You know, like Shane mentioned, there are nine teams in the West with sixty uh, percent or higher odds of making the playoffs. Sixty-seven percent odds of make the playoffs. One of them those, will make it. Those, but those games against each other, they're bigger than bigger than we think. So that's and I'll just list them before we end here. The games that matter the most are the games against Edmonton, which is none left. L.A., which I think there's one left, isn't there? Yeah. One. Uh, Vegas, which is two left. Seattle, which is two Saturday, no, Friday. 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 Uh, Dallas and Winnipeg, which I'm pretty sure they have game. They've got one they got left games left. Winnipeg, and they've got two against Dallas. Colorado, which they have one game left, and Minnesota. And Minnesota's reeling. Minnesota is dive bombing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've lost three in a row, and the three in a row is enough to drop their odds from like 85 to 72 percent, like 13 percent in three games. So those inter games, those are the games that you want to win. If you're going if, to if, have a stinker, if you, if you anybody, if else. you go on a heater in your head-to-head games, life will be easy. If yeah. you don't, then you're going to be doing a lot of scoreboard watching, and that's the part that I don't think people want to be doing. But you need to be if 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 there's any message in the room right now, it's all right. These inter these games like these not these other eight teams here. This is playoff hockey. This it starts right now. You're not in. You're not where Dallas or Winnipeg are. You're not pre-planning for Tampa Bay like the Leafs are already doing with fucking 32 games to go. <laughs> like that's determined. There's no one catching Boston, and they're playing each other. It's going to be fun bounce. Calgary's definitely the lowest of the of the nine teams, but I I still think they. I still think that they're playing. They're based on the metrics. They're playing better than every team except Edmonton ahead of them, which is a terrible if, thing to say on a Flames podcast. If nothing else, we got a lot of meaningful games left to cover. Well, and it's nothing else. There's going to be a lot of entertainment value down the stretch. That game against Columbus had no business being as enjoyable as it was, and because it was so close and went to overtime and the Johnny of it all, that was actually I, I was actually jealous of all the people inside the dome that night because it just seemed electric. For a Monday, and for, for for a Monday game in January against the friggin' Blue Jackets, it was a much more entertaining. Game that's than probably the that's probably the most entertaining game the Blue Jackets have ever had in the Saddledome. And I'm I'm fine. I'd be willing to bet on that. Yeah, I, I think I'd, be I'd be willing to bet that. on that. So I think down the stretch, these games against those eight teams that I mentioned, they're going to be. So if you be be ready to party at the dome because they're going to need the boys are going to need your loudness because those <laughs> games are going to be raucous. And if Lucci is just fighting again, then 
There's going to be a lot of people screaming. They're, they're on a winning streak in games where Milan Lucic throws They're on the fence. Uh, that I think that, that's probably a good I'm, place to stop. I'm almost plumb out of stuff to say, Pike, on episode 69. And that's a nice place for us to stop. I'm glad uh, we got here. I'm just we, glad we got here. We made it. Uh, I think, yeah, that should be it. So uh, next week, uh, uh, during the All-Star break, I'm taking an All-Star break. I'm going on vacation. I'll be in Hawaii. So uh, right when the games start up again, we'll have another episode. We'll celebrate the post-All-Star break schedule with episode 70 in two weeks. I might go Instagram live on my private account. So it's at Shane Stevenson FN on Instagram. If you want to follow it, it's free to follow. I might do something just, just cause I get bored. And uh, eventually my girlfriend says, can you please go talk to Pike? And, he'll be, and, he'll be just laying on the couch and just be like, I need to talk about hockey to someone. I'll just be laying there and I'll be like, uh, uh, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, da, 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 I just, honestly, I just don't want to, during, during my vacation, I don't want to have to figure out Wi-Fi and I only have to figure out time zones. That's yeah. I'm just so, as little math as possible, please. So uh, if you want to hear that, send me a DM on, or follow me on Instagram and I'll do something. I'll figure it out. All right. And that's that's a good place to finish it off. So uh, as always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at Eau Claire Distillery, the makers of Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, as mentioned, we'll uh, be doing this again in two short weeks after the All-Star break. So for Shane, I'm Ryan. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you in a fortnight. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 